Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at Wish Upon a Pastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host tonight, Joe Catrochi, and what that means is we're either talking about Ron Disney, golf, or DVC. And tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit more DVC, but there's going to be some little bonus stuff on top of that. But tonight, I am to- I am joined by, uh, it's, late, it's ladies' night tonight, and tonight I am joined by, first, our producer, and I always would say Aerosmith's favorite roadie from <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I can't even talk tonight, Miss Annie Clark. Annie, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I, you know, it's, and it's, Chris, uh, can you grab my black glass pot? There you go. See, I was waiting <laughs> for that. So yeah, everybody's favorite roadie. So, um, yeah, I've had a great, first of all, I how is, how is your week since we've last talked in the show? Everything good? Oh my gosh. It has been, it went so fast. I like can hardly believe it's been a week since we did has it really been a week already i, I feel like it's been longer but it's uh <laughs> the, the the week is going fast we're recording this on a wednesday night guys so it's gonna be the weekend before you know it spring is in the air yes no, i don't know how it is up in ohio but florida it's been in like in the mid 80s i'm sure you guys are starting to hear the birds chirp and uh the snow is melting and yeah uh, it was actually like 82 today here so bringing the heat as well well it's it's time for spring and everybody get out of the house and enjoy the weather so uh and you know it's a special time of year and tonight we're talking dvc and we have a very special guest tonight because this person uh not only uh works for the dvc rental store which is a sponsor of ours but i believe she's done probably every cool job that all of us who do these podcasts or listen to these podcasts actually have like wanted to do it one time or another. I think we're going to be kind of living vicariously through our heart ties. She's done the Disney college program. She's been a part of the Disney cruise line. She's been part of Disney vacation club, which, you know, tugs at my heartstrings right there. Uh, Disney group sales. So everybody loves dealing with the Disney groups. Uh, She was a Walt Disney world ambassador. So that is pretty cool. I mean, I don't think I've ever even spoken to a Walt Disney World ambassador before. She was a recruiter for the college program. She was a sales guy for DVC, Copper Creek opening team, Club 33 opening team. I mean, we could just go on and on. So tonight, our very special guest is Miss Carrie McPherson. Carrie, welcome to the show tonight. Welcome to the Mickey Dudes podcast. How are you this evening? Uh, Hello, Joe. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Did I kind of blow you? Did I kind of make you blush a little bit there? I mean, I gave you a lot of kind words. I mean, it's uh, we're going to live vicariously through you tonight. (laughs) Big time. Yes. But thank you so much. It's it's was a it was a roller coaster of a career for certain at Disney. And you're still involved in Disney, working yeah. with the, the the world of Disney and DVC Rental Store. And we're going to talk a little bit uh, more about that tonight. But before we get started, I just want to say that, you know, speaking of the world of Disney, they are a great company and they are a great sponsor of ours. Uh, so if you're in the market for any kind of 
DVC rentals, uh, if you're more for DVC resale contracts, uh, if you need any kind of financial uh, backing for those DVC resale contracts through Monero Financial, which is one of their companies, uh, check them out, uh, dvcresalemarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, Monero Financial. And if you're on the rental side, uh, Carrie will be happy to uh, to help you. She's a, a boss over there. So uh, check them out. We always want to say they're a sponsor of ours. They're a great sponsor, a great partner of ours. They've been with us for a while. Uh, and just we want to welcome Carrie to the podcast. And if you guys do decide to call them, tell them that the Mickey did sent you. We would appreciate that. So, again, Carrie, welcome to the show. So, first of all, I asked Annie, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm doing great as well. Happy that spring is here and uh, not too hot just yet in the Central Florida area. So this is probably one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, you're not too. You're just a little bit down I-4 for me. But uh, I know it's, it's always a tad warmer. In the greater Orlando area, more than the Daytona Beach area where I'm out of, I got a little bit of the ocean breeze. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is like Chamber of Commerce. That's a saying I use all the time, Chamber of Commerce weather. But I mean, that I don't think there's honestly a better time to be in Walt Disney World than like right now. I mean, yeah. you could walk through the parks. You're not smelly. You're not sweaty. <laughs> right. You know, you could go swimming if you like. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. freezing, but it's not too hot. I mean, I think it's a perfect time to be. Plus, while well, the festival's going out at Epcot, I mean, you you can't yeah. ask for a better time. It's so true. I completely agree. It's just, it's a beautiful time. Everything's blooming and the Flower and Garden Festival, like you said, it's just, it's such a beautiful time of like, you know, spring and especially everybody's been so cooped up for the past year. So to be able to get out, I know Easter Sunday was so beautiful and we definitely took advantage of the weather and just getting out and we, you know, reminiscing on Easter last year where we just were here, you know, and just I'm kind of looking at each other, <laughs> not, you know, in quarantine. But um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's, I'm originally from the New England area, so I completely understand um, kind of crazy weather that one day's 80 and the next day's, you know, 30 and snowing. So um, it's crazy here too with with our weather, but not quite as drastic with the uh, with the, no. with, the, with the snow. I will say everybody knows, you know, Dave Koch on the podcast, myself, we're from the tri-state area and being now here in Florida all the time, it's like all the days, yes, some days are more beautiful than others, but a lot of the days, uh, you know, kind of seem the same. Like now Annie's experiencing up there and what you've experienced in, you know, in the New England area is, you know, when spring is on the way for us, it's just kind of like another day. We're kind of pretty lucky that it's, you know, one day kind of goes into the other, you know, but have you been, uh, have you been, uh, first of all, did you, we'll talk about the festivals real quick. Did you get over a chance to get over to, uh, Festival of the Arts or and or now the Flower uh, the Flower and Garden Show. Oh yes, the I mean, the festivals at, at Epcot um, are just my favorite thing to go to. Um, you know, people always ask me what's your favorite park, and it depends on the time of the year, um, definitely. But yes, the Festival of the Arts. Um, I, you know, my heart is is definitely with that festival, probably more than any of them, just because I am such a Broadway. Uh, fan and a performer at heart and so I, I did get a chance to go over there and while it was different this year it still was nice to see the artists come out and hear some live music um, I definitely did miss the Broadway the Broadway music though at, at the American Gardens Theater and then yes of course Flower and Garden Festival um, opened I think it opened on my college program back in the 90s and so you know, going there for, I, I believe it was either the first or maybe it was the second year and just seeing how it's grown and, you know, to, I'll use a flower and garden term to, for it to blossom, you know, has really just, um, has really been wonderful Nicely to done. see. Thank you. <laughs> you picked up what I was putting down there, Annie. Oh, yeah. Yes. As it <laughs> blossoms over the year, the years. And so, um, it's always, it's just beautiful just to stroll around, you know, and just take it in. You can be as busy or as laid back as you want to be over there. It's just great. 
it's just one of those things where I think Flower and Garden never got any love for all those years. I think it was just there. It was a fill-in. Yeah. And I think the addition of the food. It's a shame that it took the food and wine to kind of bring right. its personality out for people to realize how great of a festival that is and how beautiful, you know, the a job that all of the staff there, there does. I mean, I know there's a whole department just dedicated to yeah. – I, I was a horticulture. I don't even know what yeah. it would even be, but it's, yeah, the it's, horticulture it's, team, um, they do all the topiaries. And I always say, you know, being a leader for the company and then being a leader here with, with world of DVC, people are motivated by food. They definitely are food motivated. So you bring a little food and wine, uh, and spirits to the flower and garden festival and voila, you have a new experience. <laughs> well, so, and, and, and what we're going to do is we're going to segue what you just talked about. So we're, so we're tonight. We're, we're going to talk a little about DVC rentals, and I think that's going to serve a purpose where uh, trying to help some people out that maybe want to try out DVC who've never done rentals before to let them know that there is an option out there through your guys' company that where they can rent DVC. But after looking at you know, and we discussed this before we got on the air. After looking at your credentials and getting to know a little bit about our guests before they come on the show, uh, the the array of experience that you had, I'm like, we could not pass up this opportunity to talk to you about some of the things that we just mentioned in the open about what you've done and with, with the company, because it's all things that we wish we, we could have been able to do as, as Disney fans. So I'm going to kind of just go through some of these things because I think our listeners like to know a little bit about it. Um, I know I've personally got some emails from listeners uh, about college program stuff, whatever. I'm like, I was never in the college program. I don't know. It was, it was never, my school never offered it. So, um, but speaking of the college program, so you said you were a, 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 a member, a cast member with the college program. Can you just tell us like a little bit about that experience? Like what made you join it and like what positions did you hold? Like any kind of, anything that would like our listeners would find interesting, any kind of cool experiences about your uh, time in the college program? Absolutely. It's it's changed a lot because my college program was in 1994. Uh, it was spring of 94. So, um, yeah, I'm older than I'd like to say I am. But anyway, um, so it was spring of 94 and I was recruited. We won't do the math. Uh, no, exactly. Don't do the math. It's too long. Long division. Um, but I was recruited out of Northeastern University in Massachusetts. And I attended UMass Boston, but I knew that the college program recruiter was going to be at Northeastern. So I made my dad drive me into the city that day. And uh, he circled and circled and circled the city of Boston, which is no fun um, to do while I just waited for hours for this in-person interview because I was so excited and I did it because my sister had done it and so my sister had done the college program and we of course came down to visit her and my both my parents said you know you kind of need some life experience you should go do this it's safe it's Disney you know wh why not so I'm the youngest of two and so I came down and um, I was selected for the food and beverage role. I really wanted entertainment. I really thought I would be so great as a spieler for the great movie ride, which was one of my favorite attractions um, before it closed. But the recruiter thought differently and I was selected for food and beverage, which I was completely disappointed about when I got my offer letter. But at the encouragement of my mother, she said, Go, you're going to go do it. Yeah, that's probably a better job for you. And um, so I sold Mickey ice cream bars on Main Street. I was ice cream too, right to the right of the castle. I don't know that that ice cream wagon even exists any longer, but it actually was the perfect placement because I got to see all the parades. I got to see the castle shows and the fireworks at night. Tinkerbell flew over my head every night. So it was, you know, it was for me, it was probably one of my first life lessons of making, you know, taking lemons and making some lemonade out of it. Um, I loved that experience because I lived with uh, five other girls from all around the country who we, they all were working at Disney too. And we had to go through business seminars and just you really were 
um, really experiencing the company from a different side than just stepping into it as a full-time employee or cast member. And I still look back on those lessons as being just so invaluable um, it, to the point where when I went back home, even my parents said, You've, you're, you're a different person just in five short months. I was just a different girl. And uh, it made me want to come back to the company full time. And I did in 2000. And um, and it just took all of those lessons that I learned. And really, my whole adult life has been spent at Disney. And it all started on the college program. So I, I owe so much to the recruiter and to the teachers and to the leaders, uh, you know, in that program because they're they're tough. And that was the first time I realized that, you know, feedback to a young person isn't always just about how great you are or how special you are or how pretty you are. It's tough. It's to say you were late. You made this mistake. You could have said this better. And that was the first time I really had some, some uh, outside feedback outside of my comfort of home and, you know, the people that I had grown up with. So it was eye opening for me and really, really life changing. So I got, I got to ask when you were meeting with a recruiter, like I've always wondered this because we've all had show discussions where like, if we had a job at Disney, what would we want to do for me? I'd love to be a monorail pilot, like to be a bus driver, yeah. you know, I mean, so what was, did you like put down what you wanted to do? Was there a test? Like, did you just like to just say, this is where I like to work? Like, how, how does that work? Yeah. So, well, back in the nineties, it was very simple. There was only four positions. You could either be merchandise, food and beverage, custodial or attractions. And that was it. Now, uh, well, before the college program, unfortunately, you know, kind of is on a, I don't know if it's on a hiatus or what we're doing with it right now. But when I was a recruiter, the disciplines that you could work, I mean, were just massive, you know, in all kinds of different areas. And so for me, you, you filled out like a little checklist, but there was only four. And so I put merchandise and attractions and my recruiter who I, I didn't understand, you know, at, at age 19, 20, what she was doing that I now later understood. She was basically saying to me, if you don't be flexible with all four of them, you may not get in because they look for flexibility. Of course, there's only so many positions available. And I really thought I sold myself on attractions and how I was a great spieler and I loved a microphone and I wasn't afraid to speak in public. And she was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and would you, would you consider food and beverage? And I said, I mean, I suppose I would. And, um, I ended up getting a letter that, that, that actually declined me the first time <laughs> for the college program. I wish I still had it because it came on like sunshine yellow paper it couldn't have been any more disney and it was like we regret to inform you that you were not selected and right on the sunniest piece of paper i've ever seen and my mom said call call her call the recruiter and get feedback my mom you know both my parents were so smart on how they approached this and i did and she said you are very close to the top of my list to call if somebody can't make it and she said but I do need to know are you flexible and would you be willing to do any position and I said yes yes begrudgingly yes you can put down custodial you can put them all down and um and that's really what the college program is about it doesn't matter the position you start in with the company it's what you make of it and with that position I had to learn um, it sounds so silly, but I had to learn basic math skills that outside of a classroom without a pen and a piece of paper, just counting back change wasn't something I knew how to do. But when you're selling a Mickey bar, you don't have the aid of a calculator. They do now, but they didn't in the 90s. And handling guest situations and you're by yourself. I was literally by myself. So as, as a young girl coming here, 
all of those independent life lessons that I had to learn, um, you know, and then food and beverage is no joke of an industry. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the toughest industries to be in. That's why I'm not in it because it was so tough, but, um, it was, it really served well for me, um, because it taught me a lot. And so that, so there was, there was a checklist, like you said, is there a checklist? Yes, there is. (laughs) So what would be your top, I guess, memorable experience as a, as a Disney college program cast member? What would you say was like, like the one moment you think about it, you're just like that, like makes you feel like, like happy, like, yeah, that was awesome. I think the, the, the ending of it for me was, you know, it was socially, it was great. Um, but I didn't need to learn social skills. I needed to learn life skills and, um, kind of taking direction from somebody, like I said, other than my teachers at home or, you know, the culture in which I grew up in, I, I had a dance teacher who was phenomenal, but we were, we were, we were friends, family, you know, so to take feedback from her was hard, but, um, it was, it felt different than a Disney leader. And I remember at the end, um, I was nervous for my review, you know, your leader gives you your review and he, and in it, he, he wrote the word takes initiative. And I, some, what is this now? 30 years later, my gosh, I still remember that. And, and listening to him read me this thing and saying, you know, here's what you can do better. Here's where you, you know, can areas of opportunity for you. He said, but one of the areas that I, I really value about you is you just take initiative. And I thought that's a word I, I didn't ever really hear for feedback. Um, and so that was probably my, one of my proudest moments. Yes. The socializing, the parties, the gatherings, the, you know, you do a big, you know, um, kind of formal. We did a big formal at the end of the year or end of the semester. All of those were very important. But for me, it was the connection with the leader that that um, that I had that was so different for me and something that I didn't even expect. I knew I'd make friends. I knew I'd learn in the classes. I knew I'd meet a lot of really great guests. But for me, it was the connection with the leader that we had gone through so much together because I was you know, as a college student, you kind of come in thinking you know everything. And these leaders have quite a job to do to say, you kind of don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like typical college kids, right? I yeah, mean... <laughs> kind of typical college. Not much in that realm has changed probably. But, you know, when you're 19, you think you know it all. But you don't. So I'm, I'm really hoping uh, that the college program comes back. It's and I, 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 I don't see... I think it's going to be a couple of years still. I don't have any inside information about this, obviously, but I think it's it takes time for the cog to get going again. It's still getting up to speed. It's going to be a while until it gets up to full speed. But so I think it's going to come back. I think they rely too much on. It. I think it's it's too well known yeah, for it not it's... to exist. So if you were to give any, and you worked as a recruiter, so you traveled. Yeah. You said you went to 35 different some odd states, yeah. you know, going to all these different schools. Yeah. Um, if this program ever comes back. You know, if there's parents listening out there and their kids are maybe at the age where during junior high, maybe when the college program comes back, it'll be available to them. Like, what would be the advice that you would give? I mean, is in your opinion, as a recruiter, as a former college program member, was Disney looking for Disney super fans? Or were they just looking for, like you said, people that were more flexible? Uh, like, what kind of stuff are they? What kind of stuff are they? People they kind of looking for? I know with my wife and working in the the the, the racing industry, they don't always want the super fans. They want mm-hmm. they want somebody that's just going to be able to do the job, and it's not going to be worried about who's walking by. You know, so is it? The, are they looking for Disney super fans, or are they just looking for like well-rounded, you know, responsible? people you know what I'm saying? 
I love that question. I think that's such a great question that um, people, I wish more people would ask that question, parents and students, um, because I think people think the super fan, oh my gosh, but they love Disney. You know, she always has Mickey ears on or he, he's, he knows every Disney, you know, date out there. But what you have to realize is that, you know, the Walt Disney Company is a company and it's got its magical great days, but you're going to pull the curtain. You're going to get the curtain pulled back on you. And you have to be able to handle that as well and realize that it's a company. And just like I just mentioned with my leader, that at the end, you know, him saying you, you took great initiative. I, I can always count on you for that. That was a great reward for me because it was such a tough semester where he would say, you, you know, you can't come to work and cry, Carrie. <laughs> Because I would, because the food and beverage is hard. I don't want to mop the floor in the ice cream store. Like, no lie. I kid you not. I wanted to be on the great movie ride. But he'd say, you can't come and cry because we ask you to polish the brass in the ice cream store or, or, or mop the floor. You're no better than the 20-year cast members that are here. Because back then, it, you know, Disney was around for about 20 years. And Walt well, Disney World was. And my parents never got involved. And as much as I called them and said, my leader, this and that, they said, you know what? This is this is what great life experience. Oh, my gosh. If I heard that once, I heard that 95 times that semester. So I, I, I give that advice to say, like, parents kind of stay out of it. As hard as I know that that is to do, um, if you go in and micromanage and try to rescue, you know, your student from from this company, that isn't always so magical, but there's a reason why it can't always be magical because making magic takes a lot of work and a lot of strategy and a lot of effort and energy. And um, so the super fans, they're great. And they're, you know, I love that our super fans, they're great. They want to be involved with the, the guests, but when you have to have a hard conversation with a guest or it's, you know, downpouring rain out or you have an attraction just went down or something safe, you know, a safety issue happened, those things don't feel so magical, but they're imperative to this kind of an operation. And um, so I think what, you know, for me, what I always looked for was was attitude and maturity. Those were my two top things is that even if you were a super fan, but you were mature and you had a really positive attitude, I just loved you. If you were like, I like Disney, um, but I kind of just want some experience, but you were had that kind of coachable, I call it coachable, teachable and trainable attitude. Um, I think that kind of makes some of the best cast members as well. So just for me, it's about attitude and maturity. Those are the two. I think that's a great combination for a college program student. So I hope the parents out there are taking notes for uh, what is this, the college. <laughs> I hope they're not oh. mad at me for saying, you know, don't get involved. But it, but I think that's such a that's such an important piece because my parents didn't. They let me fail. They let me be sad. They let me be angry. And back then. You know, God love us. We didn't have cell phones in 1994 to just pick up the phone and call. I had a rotary dial phone. That's for those listening, the one with the dial, you know, not the buttons. And you had to, you had to have a calling card. So I had to dial like 15 numbers just to get out an outside line on my wall phone. And then I'm sharing an apartment with five other girls who are also crying, who want to call their parents. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Annie, don't you remember those days of calling cards? I mean, I was just like... Yes, I think about it all the time. <laughs> I, I once was Pay an idiot. 
I once was an idiot where I actually, I, my dad had a cell phone. He gave it to me for an emergency use once. And I remember I used a calling card while using the cell phone to say, oh, yeah, I'm using the calling card. I didn't understand how the cell phone works. I felt kind of stupid about that. I did the thing where I was in a, a different state and my friend and I were at camp in a different state together and we were calling each other on our cell phones, but it turned out we were roaming, you know, back oh, then. No. Yeah, so we got home and we both had, you know, $400 phone bills and we're in enormous trouble with their parents (laughs) i just can't imagine what like the drama was like in like the college even to today with the college program dorms i had a friend uh who i who i run with in my running community uh she was a cast member at uh in epcot at the american adventure and some of the stories that she told me about what happened in dorms it was just it was absolutely fascinating with the the drama and everything happening with guests it was i mean i told her you could literally write a book about this she's like no no it's just just (laughs) fun to tell the stories whatever but yeah just i couldn't imagine what it would be like to be a a cast member with all of the uh, college program cast member with all everything going on and being away from home and your friends and all that stuff and and learning how to become an adult essentially in one learning of the biggest become, company yeah right at one of the biggest company you know one the largest entertainment company in the world but also you do get your little pass and that little pass is your ticket into disney anytime so when your shift is done if you there's time in the day you're that's your that's your playground essentially you, you know could, go to magic kingdom yeah you could you could still see the college you could pick out a college program at least when they were there because they always had their little blue cards hanging from like their yes like, <laughs> like from like yeah they land here like their waistband you know and like they'd make it know like oh i'm a cast member you know so it's like you get a little bit jealous you're like oh it must be pretty cool to work there but <laughs> so so i mean you've done like a little bit of everything i mean the college program thing always fascinated me but you worked on with the disney magic you worked at disney vacation club just touch base on those like briefly about like your experiences on the magic as a, a vip coordinator then and kind of like in my wheelhouse of dvc what you kind of did with dvc mm-hmm. uh as, as a cast member Yeah, I came back to the company in a full-time capacity in 2000. Um, I had, you know, I had so many friends down here by this point. And um, I thought, I really just want to give Disney a try full-time. And um, this was in the days that you could walk into the casting building, casting center. Um, Now you have to do everything online. But back then you could open the door and walk up the ramp. And the, the woman said, we have a position for the Disney Cruise Line as a reservationist. And I said, oh, my gosh, I will sign me up. How do I how do I do that? And um, so I was always back office. I was never on the ships themselves, but I started on May 12, 2000, back with the company as a reservationist with Disney Cruise Line. And that was, I, I you know, the culture and the, the, the leadership at Disney Cruise Line um, is phenomenal and was phenomenal. I just think that's one of our best products out there is Disney Cruise Line. And um, as the VIP coordinator, I kind of progressed um, you know, just what, what I love, always loved about Disney too, is that if you have a desire to move up and to take on new projects or, you know, be considered for a promotion, um, I thought they were always so great about that. You just chat with your leader about it. And, and we kind of together worked out like a roadmap to say, okay, so start doing this or do that or raise your hand for this and that. Well, I was about a year and a half later, I was promoted into a VIP coordinator position. So I did everything back office. So basically if any, um, uh, media went on the cruise ship or any, you know, famous person, you know, with name went on the, on the cruise ship. Um, I would just handle all of the bookings for them. So it'd be stateroom, dining, spas, excursions, things like that. So I never really got to rub elbows with anybody. I would talk to their 
they're quote people, but I would never really talk to them. <laughs> um, it was a, there was another girl who was like the senior VP coordinator, VIP coordinator, and she would go on the ship to like help manage it. And so I thought, oh, I want to, I want to do that. But um, the schedule for me, I was taking some classes. And so at Disney Cruise Line, I was working till about 10 o'clock at night and then every weekend and it was running me ragged. And so a friend of mine said, you know, Disney Vacation Club is across the courtyard here because this is we were in an older building in Celebration, Florida. And um, she said member services is nine to five. And I said, oh, I like that better. So I went over to member services with DVC. And that was really my first taste of anything DVC. Um, Had I I could have never guessed what the future would hold for me with that position. But um, I learned all about the members and points and the resorts and the villas and um, all the benefits of back then. It was still called, I think, the best kept secret uh, on Disney property. And so I did that for a few years and then um, was moved into a coordinator position with group sales, um, sort of like conventions and meetings. And I enjoyed that. Um, I did that for for a few years as well. I always kind of say my my career from 2000 to 2008 kind of was in a little bit of black and white. Uh, I was a little bit timid. I was just intimidated to be in this big, huge company. I was just trying to find my way and find my niche. And um, I was very fortunate with the leaders and people I met. But um, when I look back on the 20 years, I think eh, you were a little shy. You could have you could have stepped it up a little bit more. Um, but then everything kind of took a turn after after that. So I have to really touch base on the DVC stuff. Like, so since you worked in member services, I mean, do you have a favorite resort? Cause I am a resort junkie. Yeah. So, I mean, my favorite thing about Walt Disney world is the resorts. Yeah, so I, I what, what would, what would be your, your favorite DVC resort? I am the worst person to ask what my favorite Disney anything is. So just, there's a caveat because I frustrate people. They're like, you, I asked you what your favorite was. You can't have three. I'm like, I know, but it's too difficult. So I love Grand Floridian. I just love it. I, I love the monorail. I love the location. I think it's so beautiful. Um, and I love the rooms there. The villas are just beautiful. Uh, Copper Creek probably has my heart um, because I, I think just coming from New England, I love the mountains. And my dream is to stay in a cabin. I haven't stayed in the cabins just yet, but I do love Copper Creek a lot. So those are probably my two favorite Walt Disney World Um uh, DVC resorts. I've never been to Alani, and I have a feeling if I go to Alani, I think that would probably take the cake for all of them. Alani is amazing. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been there. It's abs- yes, it's absolutely amazing. The one thing I love about Alani is it's the the part of the island it's on. It's mm. what it's very far away from like downtown, like Honolulu. Uh, the Koalina area of the island is just amazing. Uh, the golf course across the street. It's it's like you're in your. It's almost like you're in your own little world. Like it's not just like Alani. There's the JW. I think is next door. The Ritz is next door. Um, there's very very nice hotels, resorts in, in a neighborhood around there as well. But you're so far away from the hustle and bustle of like Honolulu that it's like you feel like you're in your own world. The cast members were. This was I went there back in 2018. 2018. Yeah, 2018. And the cast members were at a different level. I mean, I, I, I've never been on DCL, so I have to say I've heard Disney Cruise Line is absolutely amazing. But at least comparing Disneyland, Disney World, and Alani, Alani was top. I mean, they were just – it was just a whole new level of the pride they took in their resort. Uh, it was clean. It was it was just amazing. I mean, the only thing that's a little bit of a disappointment is there's not a lot, a lot of restaurant options there. 
Um, but you're in Hawaii. You want to go out. You want to explore the island. You don't just want to stay in the resort. Right. But I definitely right. think you'll love the rooms. You'll even the worst view of rooms. Like you have a beautiful view of like the island. I mean, yeah. there's no bad view of, of from a room. So it's fantastic. I can't wait to go. It's definitely high on the list. That in the Alaska cruise with Disney Cruise Line. Um, but I'd have to say that those are probably my top two. Walt Disney World, DVC Villas is, is Copper Creek and the Grand Floridian. Completely different. <laughs> but so, I love that. So so this is where now I want to get into. This is what I was most excited about. How did you become a Walt? And I want to say how. And I say to all of how did you how did you become a Walt Disney World ambassador? That's a huge honor. Can you can you get into can you explain that to us? Like it's not just not anybody just gets picked for that. So what was the journey about becoming an ambassador for Walt Disney World? Yeah, that um that was about a literally a 10-year journey. So when I when I say to parents, you know, kind of stay out of your kids' career a little bit, especially if they're at Disney, you will do them a huge favor because they'll learn how to have some tough conversations and hear tough conversations. Um, tough feedback and whatnot. And so when I, I did a little program, um, I, I, I mention it, but I, I, my career is so long with Disney, but in 96, I did a, I did a year program, um, as a fellowship student at Epcot and we don't do the program any longer. Um, but it was basically, um, there was, I think 12 American students. And then the rest of them were all representing the, the, the countries around Epcot. And there was only about three or four per country, but they were slated more to do like some of the media side to Epcot and their pavilions and their countries. And then we were there as like the hosts and hostesses. So it was a phenomenal program. We could we could talk for an hour about that one too, but the, the ambassador program, I was working as a fellowship student and um, I had gone into, um, I had like a little short internship with special events while I was there. And when I walked into work, one day they said, oh, Carrie, we're all, you know, going over to Magic Kingdom because there's an ambassador selection ceremony. And I said, I don't even know what that is. And so I went over to Magic Kingdom and saw now the castle was was the birthday cake at this time. It was the 20th love it. anniversary. Right? I love, I love that. Yeah. Hot <laughs> castle. And uh, I mean, you know, hot stuff back then. And so we stood there and I watched these two people become Walt Disney World ambassadors. And it was Kendall Jolly and Melissa Valiquette. And um, Melissa Valiquette just became the vice president of Magic Kingdom, side note. And um, I watched them and I just cried. And, and the girl next to me said, oh, do you know them? And I said, no. And I thought, I don't even know where I'm at right now. What is this amazing thing? Al Weiss was the president of the company, of the, 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 the uh, yeah, Walt Disney World at the time. And so that planted, that seed was planted for me. And I thought, I have to understand what this program is. And so I, I did a lot of research on it. And there's not a whole lot out there, but um, we had like a resource center, again, in the 90s, right? All before technology, but we had this resource center. And so I just started to do re research on Walt Disney and found that he started the program in 1964 um, with Julie Ream as a, the very first Disneyland. She was, he called her Miss Disneyland Tencennial. He wanted a woman, he wanted her under 28 years old, unmarried, and somebody who could literally fly in, you know, the, the, the Mickey Mouse plane, the jet all over the world talking about Walt Disney World, or Disneyland at the time. I've I've never heard that. That's oh so yeah, it's, I don't it's think I've phenomenal. ever heard about that. If you if you go on YouTube, in fact, um, she did a couple of of episodes of the Wonderful World of Color with Walt. Oh yeah, and, I need um, to watch that for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> so Julie Ream, and Walt was in the middle in 1964 of 
1964 uh, New York World's Fair. It was the 10th coming, you know, 10th anniversary of Disneyland. And then he was making plans here in Orlando for this little Project X. And he needed somebody to be able to speak on behalf of the company. And at first he said, well, we'll hire a spokesperson. And it was sort of his team of ex executives that said, who better to be a spokesperson than a, than a cast member? And so she was a ticket planner um, at the ticket window. And she always had the longest line because she would be planning out like a vacation planner would do today. She was planning out people's day, saying how many kids do you have or you don't have kids or you want to dine here or go here. So go in the park and go to the ride. And, and he loved that about her, just that planning and that knowledge. And so she was selected. And then every year ever, after that, they had they changed it into the ambassador. And every year they would select a new person, a new cast member. And then every park around the world has opened with an ambassador in place. Uh, so all of, you know, Hong Kong to Shanghai to Tokyo and uh, Paris and, of course, Walt Disney World. And so I did all this research and I thought, I think I want to do that, as crazy as that sounds. And, you know, my other piece of advice for some for some younger listeners or, or even some, some you know, mid-middle-aged viewers or listeners like myself or older, um, if you have a dream, I encourage people to t tell other people about it because you'll hear all kinds of remarks. People will say... You can't do that because I heard I heard that a lot. Oh gosh, you have to be so professional and so poised to do that. And I was like, I don't think that was a compliment, but all right. <laughs> oh, you're here. I think you'd be great, you know. And so, I, I I tried not to be too timid about this dream, but I thought I think I'm gonna go for it. But it took 10 years, and um, I went for the position the first in 2006, and it's a whole. It's exactly what you probably think it is. It's interview after interview after interview. Um, there's three levels of interviews with Disney leaders. Uh, directors and, and executives. There's a whole media day where you do on-camera um, interviews and writing interviews. So you're, they're seeing if can you write, can you speak, can you? How are you on camera? And they're throwing some tough questions at you. Um, they're watching your kind of interpersonal skills with the other finalists, also in the room too, who are your direct competition. But maybe one of them will be your partner in this. Um, the ambassador program went from one ambassador on up to two ambassadors. Um, and we've had some changes within that time frame. But myself and uh, my my uh, partner ambassador, T.C. Newman. Um, so, you know, you're 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 in this room with with other, you know, your competition. But is it friendly? You know, how do you hold yourself? And then the final interview is with the the president of the of the company and their executive steering committee. And um, we used to do a big celebration ceremony at one of the parks and all the cast could come and the guests could come and the media was there. And, and um, they, they've gone away from that a little bit over the past few years. Hopefully that will come back um, once I think everything settles down a little bit. But so the first year I went for the role, I didn't I didn't get it. I stood on stage and and um, did my gracious loser clap <laughs> and um, and wasn't selected. But then the second year, the next year, I thought, I'm, I'm going to go back and do it again. And so in 2007, I I, um, I interviewed again, and, and uh, that, that ended up working out really well. So I was named the 2008 ambassador. So, like, I mean, your roles as an ambassador, like, so you get named, you're kind of like a 10-year dream. A 10-year journey has kind of come true and come to fruition. You're kind of like a big deal right now. <laughs> I mean, you're the ambassador. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I mean, I was excited when I read this in your bio. I was like, this is crazy. Um, so like, what, 
What were like your? I mean, besides being a brand ambassador, right? What What were your roles? What kind of experiences did you did you fly all over the world like that? That like the previous ones did. Like, what, what were some of the cool experiences that you got to do as a as an ambassador? Yeah, we we I did a lot. It, I was so fortunate that year. Um, I flew to Tokyo Disneyland, and it was Tokyo Disneyland's 25th anniversary. And so um, myself, and then there was an ambassador represented from every park. Um, this was pre Shanghai, but every park. We flew over there, and um, and got to celebrate their 25th anniversary, and that was, um, I think, for a lot of that trip, I was out of body because I was so overwhelmed with this whole experience, just the culture and the park and the history and the, the the, on the other side of the world, and it was incredible. That was definitely a highlight. Was was um, Tokyo Disneyland? Um, I did a lot of. Um, children's hospital visits as well on behalf of the company with Mickey and Minnie, and um, that was really really special because Mickey Mouse to me still will always make me cry, and um, he did prior to being an ambassador and then getting to work alongside with him and stand next to this icon, um, it gave me chills and and it gave everybody chills who who we met. Um, so that I flew all over the country uh, for about six weeks total just back and forth to different cities. And, you know, the best days in the children's hospitals was when um, it was a short day because that means that they weren't busy, which was great. Um, otherwise, we tried to just bring a lot of smiles and a lot of, you know, magic to these to these little kids and to their families. Um, one of my closing events that I did um, was the uh, NFL halftime show with Make-A-Wish. And that was, um, that was an incredible experience to meet the families of, of these precious children, um, Adam and Latasia, I'll never forget them ever. And, um, we were there and, and I, you know, Mickey had to hide and, but, you know, I've never seen a halftime show get set up and you think about like the Super Bowl. It wasn't the Super Bowl, like for goodness sakes, but it was still, it was NFL. It was the, it was the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos game in, in North Carolina. And they set it up, you know, we had like two minutes to get this message out done and off the stage so that they could tear it down and, and get back to the game. And um, it was just an incredible moment of just know your lines, don't cry, you know, stay stay on, on purpose and don't give anything away either before, you, before the announcement. And uh, that was very special. And then we did a lot of things here too. I did a lot of things with the cast members here locally and celebrating the cast and the the leaders here and the company here and, and the, the milestones here too. So it was a combination of, you know, some really big, big, big events. And then some of the smaller, more special, even more special events took place here with the cast members. Now, it seems like it's a, uh, like a special, it's obviously a special club. I mean, is there some sort of like alumni society? Like, like seriously, is there like, Almost like if you're like a Heisman Trophy winner or if you're like, I mean, it sounds cheesy, right? Like you're comparing Heisman Trophy to like being at this, but like, it's a huge deal. Like, is there like kind of like a, like a thing where like ambassadors kind of keep in touch with each other or like a network or something? A network, yes. yeah, exactly. Network. Yes, we do. Um, we all, all used to get together, of course, every year to, to, to welcome in the new ambassador. Um, and then the, t the program went to, ended up going to two years after 2009, um, just with all kind of the craziness of the economic downturn and whatnot. Um, and so it, it went a little bit longer. And actually, I, I kind of agree with that because I think one year 
is so fast to do everything that you want to do and be sort of everywhere. Um, but we still do. We, we've done um, so many um, Zoom calls, especially over COVID, the COVID time and quarantine that, um, and if you can jump on, you can jump on, but it's like family. It's, it's when you, when we all get together, it's very loud. <laughs> we're a hard group to wrangle. We always say that too. Like we know we're a little bit all over the place cause we don't, we, 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 we're, we're pretty, you know, pretty structured group, but we don't stop talking. And, um, but we do, we get together usually of the holidays too. And, uh, it, those who are local, um, we'll get together for like a holiday get together or something or over the summer. So it is, it's such a great network. And, um, over the past few months, I did a webinar with some former ambassadors just to give advice to cast members who are struggling during the layoffs. And so we just did some career advice webinars um, for them just to just to say, hey, you know, I was with the company and now I'm no longer with the company. This is what my resume looked like, or this is how I told my Disney story, or just some really good tidbits. So it's still such a, a community, the ambassadors of just wanting to give and help and celebrate with people. That's just, I mean, that's, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I've heard of the, I've heard of the, the ambassadors. I mean, we've kind of seen them online, but actually to ask you questions about it, I think it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely an honor. I, I was really excited to talk to you about that tonight. <laughs> um, so, but unfortunately, right. So it's, it's kind of like you go from flying all over the country to like back to paying the bills right every day. <laughs> so we transitioned kind of to, I guess your post cast member career and now with you know with our wonderful sponsor which you know which is you know a world of disney uh like so tell us a little bit about kind of like your active role now because transition to the second part of the show here um we, we always try to help our listeners out with different ways to book vacations and obviously renting dvc points uh people have a lot of questions about that out there um you know there's the old adage where people find people on message boards or do you use this company well you guys are in the business of doing this i've played on your website it's pretty good i mean mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to use um so if you go ahead just and explain to me to explain to me explain to us and our <laughs> listeners you know your role within the company and about like the, the DVC rental store and, and we'll kind of just, we'll fill in the gaps there. Sure. Um, so I would, my career was a 20 year career with Disney and I was part of the 28,000 layoffs uh, this past fall. And so, um, but I, but prior to that, a few years back, I was a DVC sales guide. So I worked, I was member services back in the early 2000s. And then um, I think it was 2016 or 17, I became a, a sales guide with Saratoga Springs. And so I had met, you know, a, a group of, of other sales guides. And I think the family, that's the other thing I love about Disney is you've got your ambassador family and your recruiter family. And then I have my DVC family too. That's just so tight. And um, again, just takes care of, takes care of each other. And so when, when I was laid off from the company, um, Nick Cotton, who is, is, uh, he, he's the, he founded DVC resale market. Um, he gave me a call just to see what I was doing. How's it going? What happened? This and that. And, and, um, so we chatted for a, a little bit about this new position that was coming in. So I am, um, a reservation specialist supervisor. So I help, um, to lead, uh, the soup, the, the reservation specialist side and the member, um, member relations side too, um, sort of the leader of that, um, overseeing some teams. And then I'm also the brand ambassador. So I do a lot of the podcasts and, and, um, social media and whatnot, and talk about the company and, 
and really try to, as you said, Joe, it's a great, great thing, kind of fill in the holes of what is, how do you rent points? Or if I'm a guest or if I'm a member, how do I rent out my points? Can we trust DVC Rental Store? You know, I've, I've, we'd, we've never worked with them before. So I try to help sort of bridge that gap for people. All right. So we'll start from square one here. So yeah. if somebody's looking for, you know, they go to your website, like how, how do they search for a reservation? Is there like, is it like an Expedia kind of thing or a kayak where you can go and punch in your dates and your resorts and see what pops up? Like, is this, are these trips that are already pre-booked already? Or is this something that like, how does, how does that work? Yeah, that's great. Great question. Um, so dvcrentalstore.com and thank you for the, the, the shout out on the website. The website's brand new as of January and we think it's really cool as well. There's some pixie dust in there when you log on and, um, it's, we've gotten, we think it's very user-friendly. And then we've heard from our, our guests and members who say, oh my gosh, this is so user-friendly. So we're really excited about that. And to your point, exactly what you said, can I punch in dates? Are there reservations there that I can already look at as a guest? saying, I'd like to rent out points. Maybe I want to try before I buy a contract. Don't know that I want to buy a contract just yet, but I kind of like to see the rooms and experience it. Maybe you say, we only go to Disney once every five years, so I'm not in the market to buy a contract, but I'd still like to rent out points. Maybe you say, I've always wanted to stay in the deluxe villas, but I just don't want to spend the money. Can't afford it. We always do moderate or value. You will find villas at the DVC rental store really rent out for about the same as a moderate Disney resort. So you can stay closer to the parks and in a bigger room and have a washer dryer or a kitchen. So here's what you do. If you say, um, I'd like to just see what's available, you click on guest tab and then you go to the confirmed reservations. And the confirmed reservations is basically anything that's already been booked. So say June 1st to June 4th at the Polynesian uh, in a studio or Saratoga Springs in a two bedroom. And you would just click the button that says available and fill in the information and that would come to the team and the team then would engage back with you. And so you as the guest don't have really too much to do other than just entering the information and then agreeing upon, yep, this sounds good, we're good to go, here's my payment and that's it. DVC Rental Store does everything on the member side to secure the reservation, tell the member we have somebody who's rented out your points for you. So guests don't ever have to, have to think about that. That's kind of pulling the curtain back probably even a little bit too much. Um, and it's very simple. You get everything in an email confirmation. You can speak to somebody directly as well. If you'd rather, you know, kind of just ask some questions and make sure you know what you're talking about, you can do a chat feature also. So you always so, sort of have um, a specialist available if you do have those questions. And then the other side of that, Joe, as you mentioned, what if I have specific dates? So we want to go say, you know, around the food and wine festival and to see the Christmas decor. So December 1st through December 5th at, you know, Bay Lake Tower in a one bedroom, then you can type that in and see if that's available. And, or you can type that in and, and, and see, okay, this is what I want not if it's available. You'll click on it to request it, and then we would find a member to say, hey, does anybody have points they'd like to rent out for this reservation? So we kind of play matchmaker a little bit too. Okay, so just just to fill in our viewers, I, I, I followed your instructions. Oh, and good. Cur <laughs> and currently, as of 8.48 tonight, on April 7th, there are 380 confirmed uh, <laughs> reservations on your website right now. So uh, there's That's a lot awesome. to choose from. Yes. Uh, so I'm still just playing with a little the cursor. Pixie dust. On the that. pixie dust. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, it. So, Carrie, can, can you pay? Is it by credit card? It's, it's no different than like anything else. You could put it on your travel card and not a problem, right? Yes. 
It's you could put everything on your travel card. It's a secured system of how we take payment. Um, yes. The other nice thing too, Joe, is that, you know, with COVID that we just are all kind of coming out of this DVC rental store. We learned a lot from last year. And of course, nobody could have ever, you know, imagined what everybody's been through businesses and, and, and individuals. And every reservation comes with a point protection plan. So, you know, if you go and you say, you know, do you want to buy the point protection plan? Yes or no. This one now is is included in all of the reservations, which is such, I just think such a nice sort of sense of security for people because we might say today we're good to go. And then in a month, you never know what might happen. And so if you do need to cancel, um, you are not at risk at losing anything. We issue you a credit for future. And um, so it's just really, you'll, you'll still vacation. Just if you can't do it at the time you thought you could because of whatever might have just come up, um, you have two years to use that credit. So it's really, it's really a generous credit that you could use. It's, um, and that's something that we just implemented uh, to make it a little bit more friendly um, and flexible for guests, given everything that we've learned. Now, is there any is there any special requirements for uh, now on our show here? We have our our brother Stephen Maxwell, who is across the pond in the United Kingdom. Uh, for our international travelers, international visitors, is there any special requirements for them renting out DVC points, or is it just the same thing? Yeah, that's it. It's a great point. There's not. It's exactly the same process and system to go through as um, as a U.S. guest. So. In regards to, so we make the reservation, is everything linked in My Disney Experience for us, or is this something that we have to do if we were to rent? Like, how does that work with linking up the DVC reservation from your site onto our profile that we see so we can make our, our reservations, we can make yes. our park our park reservations, and all that kind of good stuff that we have to do now because everything requires a reservation on the app now. So Everything requires planning, and I'm so glad you asked that. So what happens is basically if the mem- when the member is alerted that there's been a guest who is renting out their their points um, we request for the guests that they change the name on the reservation so they'll go to member services or they'll do it online and they'll change the name over to the guest name so mr and mrs smith will then now take over that reservation and then they'll be able to see that um, the member will be able to to link that to their um uh, mdx account and then the guest can then go in and make all of the reservations so the member has a little bit of work to do on the back end the guest has the front end work, of course, just by requesting the reservation, but it is linkable. And obviously they're going to do that work because if they don't complete that, mm-hmm. they won't get paid for right. their, for their <laughs> right. points. So it's a little carrot at the end of the string, right? It's- yes. We, we need them to do that because that's, and that's part of the member agreement too. So if you're a member and saying, you know, this year we're not going to go to Disney for whatever reason, or um, we fell on a little bit of a hardship and we need some assistance with annual dues. Um, or whatever, whatever, we have too many points. We had to bank some, and now we've got too many points. We can't, we can't, unfortunately, you know, go and spend 400 points at Disney right now. Um, you know, members can also go to the same site, dvcrentalstore.com, click on the member tab, and then that will take you through of how to rent out your points as well. And again, we still, we have a team of uh, member relations specialists that are available to answer any questions and walk you through it. Very simple process as well. You can either submit a confirmed reservation saying we had a reservation for um, the beach club, but we're not able to use it. Can you guys find a renter for it? Or I have this X amount of points that I'm not going to be able to use. Can you match those up to somebody who would like them? All right. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip ahead a little bit here since you kind of brought that up. But if, if, if me as a member, right, has points, am I better off making a reservation and then coming to you guys? Or is it better off to just say, I have points? 
Mm. You know, my recommendation is is to have a reservation because Disney, as we know, being shut down for so many months last year, um, it's getting busier. And with the 50th anniversary coming up, um, I think inventory is going to be a little bit harder to find as capacity loosens as well with the parks. So it's not to say that if you don't have a reservation, we can't we can't match it with something. But I think it's I always recommend if you if you can just put your points somewhere. It doesn't even have to be something that you want to do. If you just say, you know, what was available was a a one bedroom at Saratoga Springs for October 17th to the 23rd. Um, I say do it. Okay. And that's one of the nice things too, Joe, is that as members, you know, you have somebody on the other end of the phone that you can ask these questions to, to say, how do I maximize my points? I have 400 points. Is it better to put those all into a bigger reservation or should I do four 100 point reservations? And so the specialists are so savvy with the points to say, hmm, this is what I would do and really kind of help analyze the situation for them. So you're kind of segueing me here, Harry. This is kind of going actually pretty oh, well here. So uh, there's a few things I still want to get back to on on the on the initial reservation side, but I want to ask you, being a supervisor within DVC Rental Store right now, what are like the what are the kind of the trends right now? Because I know DVC for the most part has been open. Not all of the Walt Disney World cash resorts are open. What are the current trends right now that you guys are seeing in regards to uh, in regards to rentals out there? I mean. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're seeing an influx in requests. Um, 2019 was a very good year for, for DVC Rental Store. I was not here, but so this is what I what I can see and what I can hear from my, my peers. Um, and then 2020, of course, just took a different turn. But 2021 is, is, is on trend to be even better than 2019. So that's a huge trend for people if you're thinking, I don't know if I want to travel or if, is it safe to travel? You have to make that own decision yourself. But um, the trend is really in the uptick of of people traveling um, and using an outsource, you know, to save the money if they're not ready to buy a contract or commit to DVC is to, you know, go with a company that has an outsource, you know, of, of availability for you to see. Okay, so I'm going to put you on a spot here. I know you said you're not the best person to ask for this, but uh, what would be your best resort to recommend for uh, a family, for couples or for like a staycation? Oh, that, uh, that's a great question. I think for, you know, I think you have to look at your kids of what your kids enjoy to do. I know that, um, you know, I have two nieces, um, Bridget and Olivia, and they, they're pretty easy kids. They're, 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 they're younger. They're, well, no, they're a teenager and then like a, a, a nine-year-old, but they're very easy to please. But I know that they enjoy a pool day and they enjoy the, the, the parks. Everybody is kind of fixated on the monorail. I feel like if I have kids, I have to stay on the monorail. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, So they've stayed at the beach club in a two bedroom and they love the pool there. And so I think for families, that's one of the best resorts is, you know, if you're gonna spend some time in the pool and walk over to Epcot and then take the boat over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. I think for a couple, um, I'm gonna say probably the Boardwalk or the Grand Floridian. I have to throw Copper Creek in there too because I think it's so secluded. You You're know, biased as well. on that one though. I totally am. <laughs> I know, but I think Grand Floridian has a grandeur to it and and just a, a luxury feel to it. 
Um, Copper Creek feels a little bit tucked away. And then Boardwalk, I just say, because of the location. And then for a staycation, for somebody like me, who's literally around the corner from, from the magic here, um, I think for a unique stay, Animal Kingdom Lodge is just so unique. Where else can you sit on your balcony and have coffee with a giraffe? <laughs> you know, you I don't know another place you can do that. So, I, can't, I can't think of one either. <laughs> you know, right? They all offer something really great, but I think Animal Kingdom, if you're looking for something um, maybe not so um, where you're running to the parks so much, um, but you're going to do maybe Animal Kingdom and maybe Epcot, but really enjoy the resort, I think that's a great one because it just is very laid back. The pool's great. There's great restaurants there. And, you know, by far, you've got to splurge and do the Savannah View. It's just so cool. So I... I want to I want to shift gears back real quick because that was a perfect segue into those questions I had. I want to make sure I touched on those. But to finalize some of the some of the, the details for a new uh, person who is trying out DVC for the first time, uh, while it's still around, do they get Magical Express uh, with the reservation? Is that still something that even though they're not the owner of the reservation, do they still get Ma Magical Express? Can they sign up for the meal plan? Or if they have a card, do they pay for, do they get that parking benefit that we know DVC members don't pay if they're staying on points? Is that something that, because the reservation's in their name, do they still get the parking benefit at the resorts where they're not paying each night? Right, so Magical Express you do um, until the end of the year. Um, yes, they can, guests can, can go online and um, uh, request Magical Express. As far as um, the parking, yes, they do get the parking because they're, they're a DVC member guest. Um, so parking would be, there'd be no, no charge for parking. And I forgot your second question. The, the meal plan. I mean, I know it's kind of not oh, really out there right now, but whatever, if it does come back, you know, to a full, what it was, is that something that is an option for them as well? Yes. Um, yes, they can, they can opt for the meal plan if it does come back. I know a lot of our DVC members um, do opt for the meal plan too. And as a guest, you know, of the DVC member, the, the guest is able to do it as well. Okay, and just and just for clarification, because um, you guys are kind of acting as the middleman for the reservation, but you guys don't do, and we, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but you guys don't do the fast passes, if that, if that is a thing. You guys don't do dining reservations or, or theme park reservations. Now, you guys don't do that. It's not a travel agency, correct? Yes, yes, you're correct. So, really, we are taking care of the room side for you, um, and, and, and then everything else you can do on My Disney Experience. Hi, this is Mickey Dude Dave. Playful spooks have gotten into our control room and interrupted this recording of the Mickey Dudes podcast. We had to cut it a little shorter than we would have liked. After Gus, Phineas, and Ezra snuck into the control room, play a trick on me, and speed up the recording. So please excuse these last few minutes while we bring you the end of the Mickey Dudes podcast for today. Well, Carrie, I mean, I, on behalf of Annie and myself, I mean, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night. I know you've had a long, a long day at work just like the rest of us had to come here and you know, to tell us not only about, you know, the DVC Rental Store, but also share your personal experiences as a cast member. I mean, we do appreciate that. I know I find that fascinating. We're yeah, all, I was going to say, I'm sure we could have talked for like, you know, an exceedingly long time about all that stuff. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was literally keeping a clock. It's like, we could talk all night about this stuff. Like, it's, it's fascinating stuff. And I mean, it's it's stuff that, you know, we're all we're all super fans. We love, you know, peeking behind the curtain a little bit, but it's like to really be a cast member. And right. Well, who hasn't thought about, you know, if I were to Disney or if I had this job or that? So, yeah. It's cool. Well, especially hear about your experience, which has been so great. So Thank it's just you. like, uh, it's, it's fun to hear about. Thank you. It's been fun to, to share it with you. I, I'm so grateful that you asked me to be part of, of your community tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, Annie, to wrap this up here, uh, just to uh, wrap it up, like I said before, where can people find you at on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at DJ Fope. That's D J P H O B. 
All right, Carrie, if anybody has questions, I don't know if you've got any kind of social media out there or if you just want to you know, plug the uh, the company, where can people find you and or the DVC Rental Store at? Yeah, so DVCRentalStore.com is the best place um, to go for any questions. And if you do, if you you know, if you, like you said at the beginning, the Mickey Dudes podcast, if you say, hey, I heard Carrie and I've got some more questions, definitely just let us know. The team is, is um, you know, available both sides for guests and for members. And so we'd be, we'd be so happy to help you. That's, you know, that's fantastic. I mean, I'm on the website right now. It's beautiful. It's colorful. You yeah, move the cursor fun. around. All the pixie dust happens. It's kind of fun. It'll keep you uh, entertained for hours, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you can find the Mickey Dudes podcast at uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Mickey Dudes podcast. You can find me, Joe Pachocci, at Twitter and Instagram at Joe Qua. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable and the Disney Dads podcast. I'm everywhere talking about DVC because I'm a junkie and I love it. <laughs> and again, uh, you can also find them on, uh, you can actually call them at 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's one 855 382-7368. Uh, don't forget about the our other sponsors, dvcresellmarket.com and monerafinancial.com. Uh, they've supported us uh, for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they're a great company to work with. We endorse them. Uh, if you use them, please let them know the Mickey Dude sent you. And Carrie, again, thank you so much. Can't thank you enough. listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon